Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Foti. And this is Ari. And you're listening to the Urban Wine Club Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, star of A&E's hit show Flipping Boston, Peter Suleris. We sit down with Peter to learn a little bit more about his life, and we want to introduce you to him as well. If you haven't heard of him already, you're going to get to know him today. So grab a glass and join us. Hey everyone, I'm here with Peter Suleris, star of A&E's hit real estate show Flipping Boston. And not only is Peter a real estate uh, entrepreneur, but we've got some history together. Yeah, man. Some long history. Some long history. We go back. Way back. I think more than 20 so, years. Is it? 20 years? Has it been, wait a minute. Is that how old we are? That's... So, wait, so you're what, 30 now? I was. <laughs> he was uh, many years ago. <laughs> almost, almost double that. But, uh, but why don't you guys, uh, why don't we start off by uh, you guys kind of uh, telling me what your history has been, or where did you guys meet? Like, wh- where did this uh, all you're going to go, I, I don't even well, know where we met. No, I, I don't remember. Before the rivalry, because you both grew up in rival communities. Are you Boston from I grew up in Lynn. Oh, okay. Right? So, I, I was neutral. I was in Somerville. So at one point, I think indirectly, <laughs> we were rivals, but then we came together. That's it. And, and we joined teams. <laughs> and the rest is history. history right? Do you, do you have any recollection of uh, actually meeting, or um, were, were you guys just kind of in I each think, other's field of vision? So both of us being in the nightclub business. So I it started the, in the nightclub business. I on the promoting side, Peter. Yeah, as a DJ. So a, a, lot of, a lot of people don't realize they, you know, when they, when they see the show Flipping Boston, they're like, oh, he's a real estate guy, right? And then, and then people that know me as a DJ go, what is a DJ doing flipping <laughs> real estate, right? And then... Right. And then when uh, well, you're, mul- you're multi-talented, yeah, uh, you wear many hats. That's it, right? So, <laughs> so people they they knew me as a DJ, and what the hell is he doing flipping real estate? Or they know me as a real estate guy from TV, and when I mentioned the word DJ, they go, "What do you mean? Like you waka 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ?" Well, no? you you say DJ, but like you were like you know you weren't like you know somebody's 16th birthday party DJ. You were like one of the premier DJs in Boston. Thanks, man. Right? That was, that was the peak of Boston's, I think, in my opinion. Um, Nightclub, nightclub industry. Yeah, we had we had fun. I mean, this was you know we started in the in the '90s and went all the way to I don't know 2000s Whoa, something beyond right well, 2000 so, and teens. Is that proper yeah, to say? I think so. Um, yeah, we've been doing gigs uh, up until recently. When I see recently, maybe within years, but. Yeah, once once in a while. <laughs> right. Let me just make this clear. Once, once in, in a while, while, I come out and we'll do an event once a year or something. But I'm not an active right. resident like I used to be back yeah. in the day at Avalon and all. So the, let, let, let's just take like a minute and talk about your DJing from then. Like where where did you spin? Like for the local so, Boston people, yeah, who I mean, familiar. So look, my my stories. We say you know I grew up in Lynn, but I was actually born and raised in Australia. Really? Which is yeah, I don't know if I you didn't know, know that. Know. Did you know that, Footy? No, I of all the years I've known you, no, I never picked, I, like, I, I, honestly, I never I picked up the accent. So I moved here when I was twelve, and I used to talk like this. Get I might Pete from Australia, and, That's get, so funny. You know, and get into a lot of fights with all the guy, you know, the guys, and you know, who's this kid talking funny? You know, <laughs> so I hated the accent as a kid. I hated the attention. I'm twelve years old. I didn't realize it was actually a cool. That's accent. actually really cool, right? <laughs> my wife's like, why'd you stop the accent? You know, so Bring it back. Um, when I talk to my relatives <laughs> and stuff, it just I just go, yeah, hi, nice, nice, you know, how are you? How's 
you know, how's your mom? That's just, I never knew that. Yeah, it just kicks in. <laughs> you learn something every time. Yeah. So I jump into, uh, you know, I move from, from Melbourne, jump into to Lynn, Sin City, right? <laughs> Lynn, Lynn, the city of sin. You never go out the way you came in. Yeah. And that's how my, uh, you know, my, my, the, upbringing. my the upbringing, you know, just started oh, there. Cool. And then, I don't know, I got, I got into music. You know, I got into it before it was cool and hip to be a DJ and you want to, you know, put a marshmallow hat on and, you know, <laughs> which I wish I thought of that idea you know, because oh, they're, they're killing it right, right. but right. I got into it because I loved it I loved I just love music and I remember buying one turntable because that's all I could afford and it wasn't the Techniques 1200 it was a cheaper version mm-hmm. and then okay. when I saved up some money I bought a good turntable and I would just I, I learned how to just so scratch self-taught yes and no because it wasn't like you can jump online back then yeah. and, and you know watch YouTube yeah, videos yeah. and you know you can do that today right you can get you know my mentors were I actually started parking. Uh, I was a valet kid at a nightclub in the North Shore called Chameleons. It was you know years oh, ago. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so and I'm I'm watching the DJ just rocking the place and mesmerized by what he was doing. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! This is awesome. So I'm you know just being mentored a little bit by by influences and inspirations, and then just going home and. I remember literally I, all I could do was scratch on the one turntable because I couldn't mix because yeah. I only had one. So, <laughs> so I learned how to scratch like crazy. Nice. And then I bought the second turntable. I started mixing, started doing, you know, high school parties, whatever. I didn't care about money. I yeah. just wanted to play music. And I was doing local bars and you name it, man. Oh, I was awesome. doing everything. And I didn't even care about getting paid. And I was, I was 18, 19 years old, you know. So what would you consider like your first break into my first break and you guys know this club was the hub club oh yeah. oh yeah it wasn't the hub club back then it was called something else so i get a call from that's the one that was in downtown crossing yeah yeah it, 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 went, it turned into felt recently yes, exactly. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how it closed as felt right felt, and yes. i don't know if it's still there now but um but i get a call from i was going to school to be an architect and there was a a, a couple of girls that that their boyfriend was running an international night at the hub club so they're like, hey, you're a DJ. Do you want to do it? You know? And I was like, I'd love to do it. Mm. So, you know, and I wasn't an international DJ, but I would go to international nights. Right. And I would listen to the ADKs and, you know, oh, I'd go to yeah. M80, right? Yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. and he was the one that influenced me a lot because he oh, was cool. actually, ADK was at Chameleons. So wow. anyway, so anyway, so I, I do that gig and the rest is history, history. man. Because yeah. I, I do that event and that event kind of, People are like, who is this guy? You know, like everyone's always looking for the next, you know, we're like, we know yeah. this DJ, we know this DJ, we know this DJ. Well, we need some some young blood. Right. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I get that gig. That gig, there was a promoter there from Puerto Rico um, named Hector, who I became very good friends with. So he says, hey, you want to play in Puerto Rico? And I said, I'd love to. And he's wow. like, you know, this is one one night, one gig. One gig. Lands with this gig in Puerto wow. Rico. So the gig in Puerto Rico, you guys, you've known me for years and you don't know the history, right? No, no. So I get this gig and um, the gig was, he's like, I'm going to fly you out there for the summer. I'm like, what? And I'm like, this guy's drunk. He's, you know, he's all happy. He's, you know, feeling good. He's not going to fly me out there. So I said, listen, buddy, I got gigs here. I can't be, you know, I got to come back and forth. And he's like, no problem. I'll fly you back and forth. Meanwhile, I had like, you know, a high school prom to do. And, you know, I had like one gig booked in the summertime. So this guy starts flying me back and forth to a club called Amadeus in Puerto Rico. Place is beautiful, wow. packed, jam. Awesome. So I go there. There's a rival DJ there from Boston huh. working at Avalon at the time. Abdul, I don't know if you remember Abdul, yes, right? Yes, I do very well. So, so good guy, you know, very well-known DJ, and and we're, we're battling at the same club. You know, same story, yeah. right? And then he's calling back in Boston and saying, this guy Peter's here, what's he doing here? And next thing you know, John Lyons... 
Lions uh, group. gets involved from the Lions group. And Everything he's like, just starts falling to place. So listen, so he starts ah. complaining that Peter is saying that he's playing the sounds of Avalon and M80. Because <laughs> that's what the, my promoters were doing that. I wasn't doing it. So my promoters were clever. And they were like, DJ Solaris from Boston playing the sounds of Avalon, M80, Europa, all these big clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I wasn't playing at any of the clubs, <laughs> right? I was this. And he calls John Lyons, and John, I found this later on. John call, you know, says, what do you, wait, so, so, so they're saying all my names, all my clubs on the radio in Puerto Rico? He's like, yeah, he goes, what do I care, right? They're promoting me for yeah. free. There you go. So I come back here. After that summer, I do an after hours called Marconi Club in, in Roxbury. Oh, wow. I don't know if you guys... I never... I never so this I never was two go. in the morning, opens up till five, crazy oh, co-ed bathrooms, you know. Oh, boy. I'm 21 years old going, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and next imagine. thing you know, I land the gig because DJ Manolo was working at Roxy and Europa, and we became friends, yes. and he introduced me to a Greek promoter named Louis, right? Remember Louis Dr. Yanis, right? So Louis gets the job managing at Avalon, gets me a break to audition, and that's the, you know, that's so, the six-minute version of my, my three years of life. And so that's for, why I popped. It for, popped. For everybody, you know, from this area who was around at that time, I'm sure they all know of all the places you're talking about. And, uh, and definitely I'm sure they know you, some too. Of events, some of the yeah, events, I mean, some and, of the long parties. Avalon's a big parties. name. I mean, I oh, heard, yeah. I heard that it, there's one in... LA right now, I think, still. There's an Avalon in LA. There still is, yes. There's an Avalon in Thailand, I believe. Oh, wow. There was one in New York. I mean, so Avalon went yeah. went pretty big. So it was the, as you it guys was. know, it was yeah. the it was. club yeah. in Boston. Yeah, and I was absolutely. so blessed, man, to just be at the right time, right place. You know, you had to have some skill. You had to have some talent. You had to mm-hmm. have some hustle. Absolutely. And you had to hold a room down. When I got the job at Avalon, I thought I was like, oh, I made it, right? No one gave you any respect. I walked in there. They made me wait. Remember remember Delios, right? He makes me wait. He's a big bouncer at the front club. I, I knock on the door. I'm like, hey, I'm the DJ. He slammed the door in my face. because we don't open until 10. I'm like, oh. That sounds like Steve. So no respect, right? And, and, he, and I, he opens the door. He goes, he goes to me. He goes, oh, another DJ? He goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, don't hold your breath, kid. Well, so you had to earn your right in there, you know, your stakes. So different back it was, it oh, was yeah. tough, man. I, I went in there. And I played my heart out to keep that job, and and then you start getting the respect from the the, the locals, the bartenders, the bouncers, and when you yeah. get that respect, get and that then you, then you have, you know, a decade run like we did, because it was tough, man. DJs were in and out of there six months, a year, two. Yeah, yeah. here today, gone tomorrow. So that's how I got in, man. I could yeah, talk DJing forever. forever. I mean, and then, of course, I you know I got lucky with the I don't know. I, I just feel like blessed with the TV show. So let's uh, let's segue because so where did, not, we, where, where did we meet, Forty? I don't even know. At what, at what point did we connect? Well, with Adi, I remember. So at, so as you know, you were the rising star in in the uh, DJ world. You were promoting Boston. for me, weren't you? We yes, I was in promotions uh, in you know running several nights throughout the city. Doing small uh, scale weekend uh, events, and then uh, you know we kind of came together with the idea of doing some you know big long weekend events. You know we used to do holiday parties. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we brought our our networks together. That's right. Because I used uh, to have my network with the you know international nights, and, and we would fill a room of say up to two thousand. We people. did, man. We don't you see know, that same, anymore right? today. No, no, not and, at all. Uh, these were the days where this was pre smartphone era, right? Yeah. So you talk about <laughs> how like, did you let people know to get in there? <laughs> that meant we spent. Days on the phones, calling people. That's right. Right? It's crazy. It was all about networking by phone, which meant we had flyers, to call. Flyers. Blueberry Street, Boston yeah, yeah, yeah. Street. You know, we had kamikaze flying. You know, back that's in those a real days. deal back then. Yeah. So, 
you know, we crossed paths because of the nightlife uh, industry because we had something to bring to the table. You know, you had the entertainment part, and we had the uh, you know the promotions and the and the actual uh, guest list of, of people that you know actually made the night happen. So from that point on, we so so up. so Peter was a well-known DJ uh, all around this area, and that was like that was some say a peak, but it wasn't your ultimate peak because fast forward, um, you guys kind of went your separate ways but still kept in touch yeah still much. have done stuff but peter uh from what i know you know you you kind of did some cool stuff since then yeah, yeah. um mentioned way cooler stuff you mentioned in the beginning um and I mean, flipping boston that was that's pretty surreal it still is Can, to this day please tell us uh how, how did that happen so man this is a this is a you know crazy story it's it's it, it I know now how difficult it is to get a hit TV show on a network like a and <laughs> sure, yeah. And I guess I always knew, but, you know, going through that process, I don't know, it, it was, it's it's surreal, and I'll, t- I'll tell you how that happened, too, because there's always a story behind yeah, these things. It's, it's not like, you know, I it went into, happens. yeah, I, don't, I didn't go into A&E, knock on their door and say, I want to be a, you know, TV celebrity, and, you know... So, long story short, I, I'm, uh, if you've seen the show, Dave, my partner yeah, on the show, yeah, right? Australian guy. So, he's actually British. Everyone thinks, you know, he's got a British Boston accent, which makes him Australian. <laughs> well, after you said the, that you're from Australia originally, I then know. I was like, oh, he's definitely Australian. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> everyone thinks he's Australian because he had this, you know. What's interesting is Australian is, what's Boston? Park the, park the car, yeah, right? Yeah. So, Aust- Australian is park the car, right? British. It's the it's same like Br- thing. And British Boston, is more yeah. like... I don't know. Park the car. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, the, yeah. he's the Brit. I can do that. <laughs> but anyway, so so I, I um, I'm doing real estate. You know, I'm DJing. I go to school to be an architecture. So my passion was real estate and architecture. And DJing was kind of my real other passion. My first right. passion. It's just I loved it. And I didn't realize I made a lot of money DJing. And and I didn't start with a business plan. Love. I'm going to do this to make money. I started with a passion to make money. Yeah. And I tell my kids this today. It's like. You know, everyone wants their kids to be successful, but what is success? Correct. Right? What to me, that? success is when you wake up and you're happy mm. in what you're doing. 100%. You know what I mean? So it's not, and, and if my kids want to be doctors and, and you are happy, like saving lives, because I think good doctors yeah. are happy saving lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like have a call for it. they have a calling. They're good at it, man. And, and I've met some really good doctors, and they don't leave the, their office, they don't freaking leave the hospital. They don't. They're like, oh, you know, I'm here because I'm, I got to make sure my patients yeah. okay. That's passion, and that translates and saves lives. So if you want to be a doctor, an attorney, all the stuff that we grew up with, our parents say, that's what you got to be. Right. DJing was the last thing my father <laughs> wanted me to get involved in. Never know, never mind me saying to him, I want to be, get into TV. He'd say, oh no, 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 good old school Greek guy, you know. So, but you know, I, I said to myself, all right, I'm, I'm passionate about DJing, and then I really got serious about architecture because that's what I wanted to do. And then I started getting into flipping real estate. So I really wasn't architecture. It was really real estate that was attractive to me. And as, you know, my early career, and, and this was probably about 15 years ago, you know, I was trying to get better and better at it. And I, and I, um, I took a, a, a real estate education course. And one of the things in there was, you know, network, put, put out their feelers, you know, partner up with people. You can't do it by yourself, right? The basics in, right. in, yeah. in success. So I remember putting on an ad, and uh, one of my one of my instructors was like put an ad on in Craigslist. I'm like Craigslist, right? <laughs> I'm like seriously. So I put an ad on in Craigslist that said, "Looking for experienced real estate investors with cash to JV with," right? So I put that ad out. 
I'll never forget this. And my, my phone rings. I put it out on like a Friday. And sure enough, that's the busiest time because everyone's home over the weekend. Yeah. Right? And they're looking at that. So my phone rings and I'm nervous to answer the phone. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, it, it worked. Oh, shit. I got to pick up the phone. So I pick up the phone. And, you know, the guy's like, yeah, I saw your ad. You know, so I'm like writing his name. Okay, so how much experience do you have? Well, I've done, you know, six flips. And all right, so it's, there's a nice way of asking how much cash do you have? You yeah. know, say so how much money's in the bank? But right. it's like, so if I looked at a $500,000 flip, is that something you, you know, you're, are you more like the two, 300, the 500, the million? So I'm talking to this guy and, and, and I felt a little more comfortable about my elevator pitch. I was like, all right, this ain't bad. I, I got one, right? So the next call was Dave, the Brit. Hmm. And I'm like, all right, I got another guy. I said, how are you doing, sir? And I'm talking to him and, and I said, great, how much, um, you know, how, how many houses have you flipped? He's like, oh, I've never flipped a house before. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay. I said, this, you know, and inside of myself, I'm going, this must be the money guy. He's got cash. I said, no problem, sir. I said, well, how much money would you, you know, like to invest? I'm, sure. I'm looking at things that are 300, 200, 5, a million. And he's like, what do you mean, cash? I go, yeah. He goes, buddy, I got no cash. Okay. <laughs> he goes, I'm $70,000 in credit card debt, and I'm about to short sale my freaking house. Oh, perfect. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, this guy needs a straitjacket, because apparently, you know, I'm like, did you see the ad, buddy? He goes, I saw the ad, but I figured I'd call you, man. You know, I want to get into real estate, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. So he, but, but he was a nice guy. Like, he had a likable tone to him, just right? Just from that phone call. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and he had the boss to call me. Yeah. All right, so it just tells you in life, like sometimes you just never know, do it. Right? Yeah. Think about that. He had ninety nine percent of people would have just hung up. I would have hung up on him, but he had the boss to call me. He did it. He called me, and then he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was doing a condo conversion at the time uh, in Lynn, and okay. he was a Lynn firefighter. So he's like, "Do you mind if I come by?" And I was like, "Yeah, come by." So he comes by with probably some coffee and donuts. I don't remember now, but he was likable. He was a good guy, and he wanted to get in the business. So he was constantly, you know, well, "How do I get in?" And I said, "Buddy, in real estate." It's not the money. It's finding the deal. That's what the deal is in real estate. It's not really, I've got, you know, because I've got a guys that will have a million, two million dollars, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And then if you said to me, you know, Forty Odd, if you said, hey, that house over there that, you know, all of them sell for 500000 but that house there, you know what, here's the situation. They got into a, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're motivated because they, you know, their father just passed away and the person lives in Ohio and we know that if he actually put 100000 into it, he could sell it and make, you know, 100000 right. but he doesn't have the means for it. He doesn't even want to fly out here. Um, if he puts it on the market and he sells it for, you know, three fifty with a broker, he might get it, he might not get it, maybe three seventy five. but they've, you know, winter's coming, they've got to heat it, they've got no insurance, they're afraid it's going to burn, they're finding looters in there. So, you know, but he said to me, 250 cash, but you've got to close it in two weeks because my insurance policy closes in two weeks and I'm so nervous. Uh, you know, and I say to them, you know, and, and, and you might say, well, just put it on with the real estate agent. We can't wait three, you know, two months, three months. Right. Even if you get a good offer from a bona fide person, it's going to take at least 45 days on average, right? Right. Unless somebody really comes in like me cash. So if you found that deal for 250, 40, you know, and you said, well, I don't know if I have the 250 right now cash, can you find someone? to do that deal with you. Right. And the answer is yes, because there's meat on that bone. Because if you go put 100 into that thing for 350 and you sell it for 500 minus commissions and soft costs, you're still going to walk out with 100 grand. That's not so a can you find... Yeah, I mean, people are working for 35, 40, 50,000 all year. You know, can, that's the hard part in real mm-hmm. estate, finding the deal. And if you know how to do it, it's not hard. And I know how to do it. So that's what Dave wanted from me. And I said, Dave, this is what I want from you. <laughs> go find the deal. Right. 
because there's always deals out there. Go find the deal. Go out in the street, find the deal. And he would come back and say, I got a deal, I got a deal. And that's not a deal, Dave. You know, why not? You could, I got it for three. We put 100 into it. We sell it for 450. We make 50. I'm like, what about real estate commissions? What about carrying costs? What about, hmm. oh. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we're making six grand, buddy. Go find another deal. Oh, okay. So every no to him was a learning experience. And finally, he, he brings in a deal. And I'm like, buddy, I think we got a deal. I think we can make 150 grand on this thing. So we, I forget the deal. We did the deal. And um, he made some money. I made some money. But for him, it was his first deal. It's like you take the training wheels off. Wow. Nobody can tell you after you do your first deal that you can't do this again. Right. Just like anything in life we do. You know what I mean? Before you took the training wheels off the bike, you're like, I don't know. I'm going to crack my face open. <laughs> and today, try telling you that, you know, someone telling you, you're going to crack your face if you drive a straight line. You're like, no, yeah. I'm not, dude. I mean, I felt like that when I was five, six, yeah. ten, whatever. So Dave and I started our relationship with that. And I'm like, Dave, go find another deal. Well, I don't know. A couple of months later, he finds out that a and E's looking for a new flip show. He fills out the application, wow. forges my name, nice. steals my picture from Facebook, <laughs> passes it in, fills it with vulgarity, you know, profanity, and just me and the effing Greek and conflict houses, <laughs> and, and combined, this is the best line. I've been doing it for about, how long? Probably about 13 years at the time, right? Wow. Maybe 14 years, and he was doing it for, I don't know, we did one flip together. <laughs> so call it one year. So it's like combined, we have over 15 years of real estate experience, right? <laughs> So he puts it out there. Someone in, someone sees it. A&E gets it. They fly down here. They do a little pilot. Um, I remember that. Yeah, they do a little pilot. And then he and I looked at each other like, okay, we're not going to get this. Because this is one in a gazillion, right, right that right. you get a TV show. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to get it. But, man, wasn't it fun to just go through this process today? Yeah. Cameras, lights, action. Right, right. We spent a day filming. They edited it down to like a six-minute little pilot. They ship it to a and and we're like, all right, they're never going to call us idiots again. Let's get back to work. Right. And, I don't know, three months later, we find out that we, we got signed with a and That's awesome. That's awesome. That so, was, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of have to say it like that, because how else do I say that story? It's like, it, it, it went from nothing to that. See, you, you know? crazy. You just, and and you it was, know. from a phone call, which any normal person would have been like, all right, see We you kid later. around, right? So Dave's like... If I didn't put that application in, we'd never have got the I said, if I never put that Craigslist out, buddy, <laughs> yeah. we'd never be having, you know what I mean? Come back to the roots. Which so, way you look at it, you're right. But it doesn't matter. Like, we both contributed to that. Dave's a super good guy. You know, he's, he's real estate abilities today are superior because, you know, we've got a lot, we did a lot together. Yeah, so we, did, we did four seasons. And we, our first season, um, you're supposed to pilot, test it, and then if it tests, they order a season. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, they, they looked at our six-minute clip, and they ordered six episodes. That's crazy. They just went straight to a season. Wow. So we were flattered by that. We were like, that's yeah. cool. And then our, our first show aired as the number one uh, Saturday morning programming lifetime style in the history of a and wow, something. And I'm like, awesome. what? And we didn't realize that it was the banter of he and I just kind of. Yeah. I can't tell you how many, how many episodes I would watch the family just to let people know, like, I know this dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like <laughs> we spent years together, and he's on TV. So just for the, the audience out there, if you haven't seen the show, how can they watch so it now? So it's on Prime Video now. So, I oh, mean, perfect. It, yeah, anyone has Amazon Prime, Prime Video app, just go on, uh, search Flipping, flipping Boston. Boston. And we're not flipping you the bird. It's, it's flipping houses. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, it's four seasons. It's 29, 29 episodes, 30 episodes. It was crazy. It's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah. And so, I remember we did. We actually did a club night where it was yeah. a throwback night where, actually, where you DJed and you had the whole crew because you yeah, guys were filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That, that, um, 
I don't know if that made one of the episodes, but I know I DJed in Vegas, and that made the episode. Oh, did? Okay, cool. Oh, cool. So, yeah. so you actually are DJing on the show. I'm DJing on one episode on the show. That's I think, awesome. I forget what it's called. Where... So then the audience out there could not only see his real estate skills, but you could also check yeah. out his DJ skills <laughs> if you haven't. There you go. <laughs> also, I've, I should, we should also mention that uh, you know Peter's made plenty of appearances on other shows outside of your A&E. Uh, like, like such give as, us uh, some uh, examples. Seen you on Rachel Ray. Yeah. Oh, Rachel, wow. Rachel Ray is always on at the house. Uh, she, she's awesome. Rachel Ray, right. Kathy Lee and Hoda. Today's oh, show. Wow. Today's right. show and CNBC. That's, Me and Dave are on CNBC. That's like, big time right there. Yeah, it's, that's, it's yeah, surreal. that's huge. It's surreal. We're on CNBC like, what are we doing here? <laughs> A couple of guys that just beat each other up, flip real estate. But, you know, people want your knowledge in real estate. And we, yeah. we know, you know. I'm very good at knowing my, my markets. I know what's going on in real estate. I got my ear to the ground, and you know, so people want you—they just want yeah. your knowledge. It was—it's fine. We get called up. We would, i was on Rachel Ray um, uh, last month, so we just did one last month, which was fun. And, and we never know what we're doing. She, you know, she she'll call us up. Her team will call us up and say, "Hey, we want you to do this segment." We're like, "All right, let's just go. Let's have fun." There you go. So she's fun. That's awesome. They That's treat great. you good. You know, you go into New York. You. You get your little room, and yeah. Dave gets a lot of makeup. Not me, you know. <laughs> you know, that's 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 incredible. And so this is this is still ongoing. Like you guys are, yeah. Still so doing so we're not we're not we're doing appearances. We're not filming new episodes right now. I always say that can change. You know, I talk to my producers once in a while, and um, they they pitch me shows here and there. And I'm sure they you know they they just do you want to wow. do this? Do you want to do that? And if it's if it's the right thing, it's the right time. Yeah. I got little kids, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm very blessed to to have the kids. And I just, you know, after after this, I I told you guys I was like I'm picking up my daughter, right, going right. to basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, and right. that that to me is like the, just the oh man, like you guys, Life you know, you know. So that's awesome, you know. And and I know once you know my daughter's twelve, my son's eight. When that when she goes to college, like it's it changes, right? So these years, I can't get back. So oh yeah, not, yeah absolutely. I am not sacrificing time. Time. for TV time. for anything. If something right comes along, I'll consider it. You know, they did pitch me an interesting one. I, I, um, so they pitched me. Say? Yeah, they pitched me. This this never happened. It never took off. But they pitched me one called my my uh, my big Greek flip. <laughs> And I was like, what? Is that, like, that mean they're going to send you to Greece to flip? No, I saw oh, are, are we going to Mykonos? Because, you know, can, maybe there's exceptions, kids, all right? Let's pack up your stuff. But no, they wanted kind of like the whole family, because my kids are in the show also. Get all the family. Yeah, like the, the, yeah, the, you the know, craziness of a Greek family. Like, is it going to turn into this cheesy, my big fat Greek yeah. wedding thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, no, no, it's going to be tastefully done. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> You know, you can see it right now in the backyards, you know, cooking the lamb at Easter time. And, yes. You know. That's so funny. Grandma's, you know, falling over people. And well, I mean, I, a lot of characters. It never happened. It never happened. We, we don't want to put Peter on the spot, but Fati and I are planning some uh, big events in the Boston area, and we want to... We want to get Peter in there, so uh, I, so you guys, I, are, you guys I, are witness here. I'm in. <laughs> exactly. I'm in. I like, you can't say no now. <laughs> I love, I love it, man. You if know. I do one or two gigs a year, just for fun. You know, I, I told you yeah, a well, couple of weeks ago. Well, I played with uh, DJ Manolo in Atlantic you just City. Mentioned that, yeah. Atlantic City. Yeah, wow. he, he he had his birthday party, and he's like, "Oh, come down for my birthday, and you know, jump on the wheels with me for a little bit." So I did a little set with that him. That must have been fun. Oh, it was awesome. It was like it was like back in the day. You yeah. know, he and I used to used to, used to go at it together. I man. could just imagine Another the energy just comes. It was flowing it was back. cool. You know what's interesting with him? 
um, we th- we think the same on, on the turntables, you know? Mm. It's not turntables anymore. It's Pioneer, DJ Dex, whatever. <laughs> saying, but, but we think the same. Like, I kind of know where he's going. Even if I haven't played with him in 10 years, like, I know where he's going. That's chemistry right there. And, That's great. Uh, and in this booth, there was four decks. So he's mixing, and I'm jumping on the other two. And I'm, like, sampling on top of him. Awesome. And it just was like, you know, it, yeah. you can't do that with everybody because you you can be annoying. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, get yeah, out of yeah. here. I'm mixing. No, you guys are a good oh. match. But it's fun. Awesome. He, he's a good dude, you know? That's awesome. And I'm sure at the same token, our listening audience, uh, you know, with all of our guests, you know, being that it's a wine podcast and so forth. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what? Right, you know, That's right. Are we like, drinking? What are we doing? Like, <laughs> we're, drinking, we're drinking. Right now we're drinking. What are we drinking right now? What is this? So, uh, so being that today happens to be, you know, it's, it's November. It's kind of raw outside, kind of cool, uh, raining, so far, damp. So I brought for us something that will be a little more soothing. But uh, even though Peter likes to drink white wine, yeah. right? every time we go out, Peter's always ordering. I'm not wine. a big wine drinker, but I, I look at foot and I go, what am I drinking? Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I just take a look at Peter and see how he's feeling and we order what based on his mood. <laughs> so yeah, typically you drink whites, right? But uh, I brought for us uh, a red wine um, from a collaboration between the brand Life is Good ah. and 90 Cellars. Uh, they put out a couple of skews of wines. I brought their Pinot Noir, which is really smooth, easy drinking. See, you guys have been almost done with it. Yeah. So, who put the, who's? What's the collaboration here? So it's uh, the brand Life is Good. Okay. All right. Both Boston-based operations, uh, ninety-plus sellers, uh, which has done phenomenal work in the wine industry as far as bringing value to the table, and uh, proceeds of the purchase of their wines go to a kids' charity. But uh, you know, we commend them for doing that. But I love you know, charity. Speaking of charities, I'm going to give a little yeah, plug too. Please, Absolutely, please. as you know, around the holiday seasons, we're actually doing our um, we we our, our event is this Saturday. We prepare food baskets for you know needy families for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Wow! So um, we're trying to put together 500, 600 food baskets this this week. We oh, we wow. started this. Yeah, man, we started this uh, when my daughter was born. Like. 12 years ago and we put together 10 food baskets and that was you know awesome and we wanted my you know my, wanted my daughter to see that giving is natural and Correct. part of life it's not like when i make my first 20 dollars or my million or gazillion i help it's like it's just it used it starts as soon as humans open their eyes and um and now we're feeding you know we're feeding between food pantries and baskets thousands of people, thousands of people, man. That's amazing. Thanksgiving and Christmas. So you have a, an annual event. We have an annual event that you guys have, you know, fuck yeah, you, been to, and yes. you guys have been to the event, and that happens. Uh, that next one is in March of next year now, and that event raises, you know, the funds to buy the the provisions needed to to provide families with food. And Christmas time, we do toys and coats and gloves and hats for kids. Oh wow. But we That's do uh, our food basket event is this um, this Saturday. I don't know when, uh, what what's today's time or whatever. This this Saturday at St. Constantine's and Helen, and then we do it uh, the week before, two weeks before Christmas again. And, is and there it's, a- it's www.christianangelsmile.org. Yeah. Well, we'll also link that from the yeah, podcast. Yeah, someone as wants well. to you know donate if you donate. Yeah, please check that out. Yeah, if you donate every every fifty dollars feeds a family. So if you donate a food basket for 50 bucks, we give them all the fixings for a Thanksgiving dinner and a gift card to go buy their turkey and stuff. That's the same thing for Christmas. So that's that's fun, man. That's really cool. That's that's awesome. So um, anything else uh, you want to touch upon? Anything anything else? uh, In the pipeline uh, that uh, 
Um, you want to share with us? Or? Yeah, this, I'm DJing this big event that you guys are putting together. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> we'll keep you all informed. So, uh, have people get tickets from now, even though they're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I can bring Manny here, too. You know? Oh, oh awesome. absolutely. We'll bring Manny in, too, and do a nice throwback. Well, let's, let's that put, would be let's awesome. Put a, we're working on something. Let's yeah. put it that way. All right. Yeah, Sounds good. Working on something. Well, all right. We, we want to say a very special thank you to Peter Suleris. Uh It was very nice talking to you. Very you interesting. Too. We learned, even though we know you, we learned yeah, a, a, a bunch of stuff. And next, hopefully everybody out there. Next time I'm asking you guys questions. <laughs> yeah. We've got to find That's the dirt on you. Because even though this is our <laughs> first, uh, uh, Peter's first uh, appearance with us on our podcast, it won't be the last. All right. Sounds That's good, man. Not. Sounds good. Thank you, Peter. All thank right, you. guys. Thank you very much.